0: hi everyone and welcome back to life interrupted um it's been a crazy week so i want to check you i want to catch you guys up on what's been going on um i went to tap the beer festival in bethel with a few friends and you know we tried different types of beers and i think i found my favorite beer so there is a few of them but by far the best beer that i um try right now i think it's um from bridge and tunnel and it's called fuck the virus and in the front of it It has a Statue of Liberty with a mask on her, and it is a coconut IPA. Oh, my God. It was so good and so refreshing. I like this one, and I did like um, there was one. It's called Teeing Up. And it was really sweet. It tasted like sweet tea, but it was a beer. So I liked that one. And there were a few other ones, but those two kind of stuck out to me. My husband liked um, the juice bomb. I think it's sour peach. And I I mean, I didn't like it. It was too sour for me, but he did like that one. And he liked another sour one. I think it was cherry sour, but I don't remember where it was from. And there was another one um, from Clems- Clemson's. And it's called Sunset. So those were the ones that he liked. And if you know my husband, my husband's not a beer drinker like that. So um, he really did enjoy those. And we actually found them in Beer World. Um, And I ended up getting, like, two cases of the fuck the virus because it's really good. It just – it's an IPA. It tastes strong. But it just – it goes down smooth. And it just – I don't know. It tastes really good. Like it honestly reminds me of a nice hot day hanging out by the pool and having a beer. So that was so, that was fun. We had a good time there. And then Sunday, uh, my kid's school, um, had a fundraiser at Quinn So we did that family day and that's pretty much it. Oh, and I, um, and I got my nose pierced. So I've been wanting to do this for a really long time. And I did it when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I got my nose pierced about I think it was two times because the whole... I kept taking it out and closing. So this third time that I did it was so good. And my friend Kayla went with me. Um, We went to Sub-Q in Middletown. And it was really quick. I was so anxious to do it, but I I finally did it. Um, So my next step is to get this tattoo that I want. But I'm trying to build up the balls to do it because I haven't had a tattoo since... uh, before I had my oldest son, and he's 11. So it's going on like 12 years, I think. I think me and my husband were just dating. So, you know, to step back in to get another tattoo after so long, I'm a little terrified. And But I think I am going to build up the balls this summer to get it done because that's something that I want to do. And I feel like, um, you know, at 35, I want to start getting me back a little bit after having kids and being just so focused on my kids and my daughter starting school in September. So I kind of feel like I'm getting my life back a little bit where I can just kind of focus on me and do things that I wanted to do, like go back to school and whatnot and focus on my own business, which brings me into my next topic. I started making candles and um, the candles are, they coincide with the podcast. So I started this podcast because I wanted people to feel, I wanted people to relate uh, to what moms go through, what women go through and just everything in general to know that they aren't alone, but also to explain what anxiety is for me what depression is for me what are all these things that i go through that someone may be going through too and to know that you're not alone and you know when i started making candles i wanted to do something that would make you feel good that would make women feel good moms feel good you know that would brighten up a room that would change the 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 mood in a room that so would you know bring you know happiness to people i guess and make you feel good like after a, A mom having a rough day, and you know, a rough day with the kids, and you just want to take a bubble bath and you want to drink a glass of wine, and you light a candle that's gonna soothe you, that's gonna make you calm, that's gonna make you feel relaxed and you know, at ease and calm your anxieties and just give you a mental break. So that's why I started uh, making candles. So, all the candles are made with virgin coconut soy wax and all natural essential oils, they are wood wicks. Um, you can actually hear, like, when you light it, you can hear the crackling. Um, and some of the wood wicks have words on them, like uh, mom, calm, peace, joy. And they're all, you know, pretty cool, I think. So please check me out at lifeinterruptedco.com. The website and all candles will be available for purchase. Uh, June 15th, website is under construction now. I'm still... Fixing it up, but it will be available June 15th. Everything, so please check me out. Um, you can email me at lifeinterruptedpodcast at yahoo.com and Give me a follow on Facebook, um, I'm sorry, on Instagram, Life Interrupted Podcast. I also have a Instagram for my candles, specifically for the candles, Life Interrupted Candles. On Facebook, Life Interrupted Podcast and Life Interrupted Candles. Again, June 15th, my website will launch and all candles will be available for purchase then. So please check us out, lifeinterruptedco.com. Okay, so let's jump right into the Johnny Depp and Amanda Hurt case. I have been following this case since it started. Literally, when I dropped my kids off at school, <clears throat> I believe the trial would start at 9 in the morning. I would plug my phone in and listen to it on the drive back home because I could not miss a thing. And it was, I, I don't want to say it was entertaining. It was actually really sad to watch these two famous people have their entire uh, relation, well, their entire relationship, their entire marriage, put on blast for the world to see however if you haven't been following i will catch you up so the trial was um johnny depp was suing amanda Heard, his ex-wife uh for defamation for an op-ed that she wrote in 2018 and the i think the new york times online and if i'm not mistaken the op-ed was called Um, it was called, the title of the op-ed was called, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. This has to change. So in her op-ed, she explains how she was sexually assaulted and abused in a relationship. She doesn't say Johnny Depp's name, but I mean, we obviously can put that together because they had just got divorced. Um, So Johnny Depp was suing her for defamation, stating that he had lost millions of dollars in jobs that he could have worked because he was labeled as a wife beater. And it so happens that Disney actually took him out as as Captain Jack Sparrow. And they didn't necessarily say it was because of this, but I mean, they kind of did in a way, just not in so many words. But he did lose jobs because he was labeled as a wife beater. And nobody, no production company wants to be associated with that, honestly. But I mean, who can play Captain Jack Sparrow better than Johnny Duff? No one. Anywho, so they went to trial, and throughout this trial, they have literally put their entire marriage on blast, their personal text messages, videos, pictures, everything. So Amanda Heard didn't look so great. And a lot of the times on the stand when she... When they would do, when they, when it was her turn to speak and they were doing cross examines, well, I want to say one thing. Johnny Depp's lawyer literally chewed Amanda up and spit her back the fuck out. Literally like tore her a new asshole. I mean, she went in, but she also had facts too. And Amanda Heard was caught lying quite a few times. And some of her stories did not add up. Now, I know a lot of people didn't, don't believe her. And, um, you know, a lot of people sided with Johnny Depp. And I I did too, I would say, because I felt like she lied about a lot of things. I felt like a lot of things that she said, I felt like she over-exaggerated them. And I'm not saying that, you know, victims do this. I'm not saying that at all. But I think she did that for whatever her motives were. Now, I know that they had a forensic psychologist on um, uh, Dr. Curry, that went on and she did I wanna say maybe twelve hours with Amanda Heard and stated that she believed that she had a borderline personality disorder. And, you know, that she was, you know, she basically had like narcissistic tendencies. And you can see that on the stand, I guess. Like and even in some of the stories um that she was explaining, she It just didn't sound realistic for some of it, and I'm not saying that any of it didn't happen because, I mean, they pulled out Johnny Depp's text messages, and it was pretty disturbing some of the things he said about her to some of his friends, and even the things that he would say to her in reference to the monster. So Johnny Depp, um, well, they all kind of did, refer to the monster as who Johnny Depp was when he was drinking or when he was on drugs. So a little backstory, Johnny Depp and Amanda Heard met on The Rum Diaries. It was a movie that Johnny Depp, I believe, produced. Um, I don't remember the year exactly. I want to say maybe 2014. And this is when they really worked together. And he states, and he said this on the stand, that, you know, when he met her, he was immediately attracted to her. Now, Amanda Heard is a beautiful girl. She's not ugly at all. Um... And he states that when they actually kissed on set, he actually, he really felt something. Now, at the time, he was with his ex-girlfriend, Vanessa, who he has two kids with, Jack Depp and Lily Rose Depp. Um, and that, I think that relationship was coming to an end at that time. And Amanda, her, was married to her ex-wife at the time. So I believe about a year later, they kind of got together. But she stated that they were already date- they were already messing around while he was still with Vanessa. And, you know, they would see each other and stuff. And he was this nice guy and whatnot. But then she said that things took a turn. And I believe she said right before they got married, things took a turn. But she would go out and do things. And, like, she bought him a knife and a bunch of other stuff. And, I mean, they brought it out in the trial where, you know, if you feared for your life like this, why would you go out and buy this person this? And she was like, oh, why? I didn't think he would stab me with it. But she explains how scared she was of him she said that she felt like one time they one time they when he hit her she felt like she broke her nose but then they went to um i think it was a movie that he did and they went to the premiere the same day now granted you can cover bruising with makeup right i'm i'm not a professional at doing makeup i have no idea i barely know how to put fucking eyeliner on but I'm assuming, you know, you have makeup artists that can do that and whatnot, but you can't cover up a swelling. Now, if you break someone's fucking nose or if you have been punched in the face several times, there's no way you're covering that up. To be at a premiere that same night looking flawless, that that just doesn't add up to me. And I'm not saying that any of those things did not happen. I'm not saying that he never hit her. I'm sure maybe one, I'm, I think probably he did once. I mean, they were both really toxic for each other. Um And... She seemed like the antagonizer, and I'm not excusing his behavior at all because I think that the way he spoke to her and the things he said about her were foul. Um, so, again, they were both very toxic for each other. I think they were just not good for one another, and I think they both brought out the worst in each other. So that was never going to go anywhere. But, again, you, when saying things like that, you have to be truthful, right? You have to tell the truth. You have to not lie, And I think she did lie on a few things. They did find out that she did lie on a few things. And it was really shitty to watch someone claim to be a victim of sexual assault and be physically abused for a few years and say that she was speaking out for women and she was, you know... um, I believe the Me Too movement backed her at the time that she came out with her op-ed. So her op-ed was released in 2018, which was kind of the height of the Me Too movement. And I think she used that as her backing, right, at the time. And that's where it kind of gets, and that's where it becomes a little, you know, like, are you doing this just to look a certain way and whatnot? But again, like, there was a lot of things against her, too. And, um, she had a few people come out against her as well. And even like the James Franco thing, the James Franco going to her penthouse or Johnny's penthouse while he was gone. And she lied about that. And she just lied about a few things that they did catch her on, you know, while they were, while she, they were doing cross-examination. And, you know, I think that even audio, like they had audio of her speaking to Johnny and she would tell him like, um... I think in one of the audios, she tells him, "Go ahead. no one's going to believe Johnny Depp, a white male, um, was being abused. And he's like, but I am. And she's like, but I didn't hit you. Stop being a bitch. I know what a punch is, and that's not a punch. You always, you're so admirable because you walk away, but you never stay in for the fight. And he explains to her, you know, that, you know, sometimes, like, you just need a break from each other. You just need to stop and just collect yourselves and not keep going. And she, you know, he does say that, She would like follow him in the bathrooms and bang on the door and whatnot. And then there was, uh, I think she took photos of the bathroom and he wrote something on the bathroom mirror. And then um, she wrote something back and said that she didn't write back. But she explains that that was the same day that Johnny uh, got his finger cut off with the vodka bottle. But she says that he did it himself. He said that she did it, that she threw a bottle at him and he cut the chunk of his finger off. That same day she says um she doesn't remember the sequence of things um but she does state that he sexually assaulted her with a a liquor bottle. Now, I mean, I don't know if that was true or not. I don't I didn't really um I couldn't tell if she was telling the truth about that or not. It's possible that it could be true or maybe she fabricated the whole thing because a lot of things that she said did not add up. Like she She also stated that he would hit her repeatedly to the point that she became incoherent and then go to a premiere the same day. Now, again, I don't I mean, I think that if you're if someone's hitting you like that uh, to the point that you're incoherent, you're going to need to go to the hospital like you're going to need something. So I don't know, but the trial went on and on, and they like took out their text messages. She had pictures of him. She took a lot of the audios and videos, and a guy from TMZ actually went on and stated that they received a, an anonymous video, and it was showing Johnny Depp like Samming the cabinets and stuff, which was only a video that Amanda Hurt had taken. But she's in the video too. She's showing, like she's hiding the video from him um, that she's recording. And I think he had just found out that his mom died and he was like drunk already and like very upset and she's hiding. And then she, um, they, TMZ said that they received anonymous, the the video anonymously and she's edited out. So, I mean, that seemed a little fishy. And the day that she filed the restraining order, she had stated that she wanted to do it quietly so no one could know. But TMZ got a tip on where she was. So all these things kind of sounded a little fishy and funny. And I mean, I didn't, I don't want to say that she's completely a liar. I think some of the things did happen as to which things happened. I don't know. Um, But it was just really sad to see all that go on. And then to know that there are women that are at her, are actually being physically and sexually abused by their partners. And this is why they're afraid to come forward sometimes because they're afraid that they're gonna be judged or, you know, it's embarrassing or people are gonna think that they're lying. So when you when you say this and you're accusing someone, don't lie. Don't fabricate it. Tell the truth and come forward telling the truth because there are a lot of people out there that go through this on a daily and are terrified that don't have support you know and this is not something that you joke with you know so I mean I just felt like throughout the whole trial she just looked like a liar and she looked like she over exaggerated a lot of situations and again he was very verbally nasty to her too in text messages from what I read he definitely had a drug problem an alcoholic pro an alcohol problem and so did she so you know however that was within their marriage I think that She used a lot of things to look like the victim. But, you know, there are people that are victims. There are people that go through this every day and that are scared to come forward. Some of them are my friends that I know. Some of my friends are going through really hard times like this. And it is hard to watch because you feel for them. And you, you know, I help in any way that I can. But it is, you have to come to these things on your own terms, you have to, you know, leave that relationship on your own terms, you know, and when you're ready. But I can't imagine what it's like to be put in that situation or to be in that type of relationship with someone. And, you know, it's, it looks difficult. And it's so crushing to watch someone else go through that. So I can't imagine being in that situation so i can't speak from that point um but from the outside looking in it is really hard to watch especially when you wanna when you see someone to their full potential and you know they deserve so much more um and you see them go through such a hard time all you could really do is be there so you know if you or you know someone that's going to that's in a domestic violent relationship um there is help there are call centers for that And, you know, you're not alone. There are plenty of women, plenty of men that go through this. And just know that you're not alone, you know, and it's not, it's rough. But I definitely wanted to, um, speak on the Johnny Depp, uh, trial. They came out with the verdict today and he was found, uh, he actually won. So I think she pays him 12 mil and he pays her two mil, um, but it was just, it. I mean, it was entertaining to watch because some of, like, the lawyers, her lawyers were, oh, my God. I mean, they weren't horrible, but shit. His lawyer was on it. Camilla Vasquez, that, oh, my God, that woman was on it. She was not fucking playing. She was in it to win it. Like, she tore her ass up on the sand. So, I mean, I was just, like, and his team really, really did, like, they really went in. They really got some good evidence and whatnot so you know i hope that they both can move past all this and move on with their lives and you know they both definitely need a lot of help and they both need therapy but this was um it was insane to watch like he's such a pub, like he's such a huge public figure like i mean i think he's an incredible actor just so talented and to see someone like that come forward and that's another thing like men Men and women have been in abusive relationships. And if you don't believe that men are abused by women, they are. There are some women out there that are fucking horrible. Men too, but there are some women that are horrible women. Like, you know, and they abuse their their men too. They abuse men too. It happens. It happens to both male and female. And I don't think that, you know, it's talked about enough as far as men or men coming forward with that. But... um You know, kudos to him for coming forward and actually speaking on that and saying everything. I cannot believe how hard that was. I mean, that couldn't have been easy. And but, you know, I guess he got a lot of support for that. So but I just hope that they can both get it together and get their lives together because it was it was sad to see everything like so open, their text messages, their personal pictures, even other actors like came on, like there was Kate Moss on the trial. I think her name was Ellen Barker. She plays um she plays Smurf on Animal Kingdom, who I love, but she said he was controlling and maybe he was, maybe that was a problem too, because I think for me, that's like a form of abuse in a way. Um, if you've ever seen the show made in the show, it's not on Netflix. And in the show, the girl, she's with um, her kid's father, but he doesn't physically hit her. But he is emotionally and verbally abusive to her, and he does control her. And she she gets out, but he'll, like, yell at her. He's a drunk, and he throws things, but he'll throw things, like, next to her. It won't actually hit her. But, again, that's a form of intimidation. So, you know, I mean, if those things happen, that's horrible, too. But it, it just sucks to to see those things happen and in the show she does actually get out eventually but it comes out like the guy was like uh his mom was verbally abusive to him and was and he was like an alcoholic at at the age of nine I believe so all that kind of played into why he was the way he was it doesn't excuse it but it's kind of hard to get to the bottom of all that and come to the realization that you need to fix all of this for yourself and you go to therapy and all these things so You know, I mean, that was a good show too on Netflix, but the trial came, I mean, the trial ended today and now I'm almost like, I don't know what to do with myself. It's over. That's it. And I literally watched it every day. Every time it was on, it was on long crime and I would, I would listen to it all day long. So the verdict came in today at 3 PM and Johnny Depp did win. So, um, I'm sure he's happy and celebrating, Um, and I just hope that they can both get their shit together because it was really fucked up to see all this stuff, like the things that they said about each other and just the way they fucking treated each other was horrible. Thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Life Interrupted. Um, all new episodes are out on Thursdays. I still am working on the Betty Broderick episodes I was supposed to release like three weeks ago. Um, it's just so much to cover and it's such a good, like, um... There's just so much to it. So I definitely want to get all the details in, uh, to better explain the story, but I will be doing a one true crime episode a weekend and then my regular episode. Um, so tune in to life interrupted every Thursday, new episodes. Uh, if you or know you know, someone that has a story they want to share, whatever it is, please email, email me at life interrupted at yahoo.com. And we'll be back next Thursday.